0: Hello and welcome and good beginning to the week. It's This Is Going Well, I Think with David Cooper. I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening and no one cares. The show where every episode's the last episode. So let's jump right into it. Our guest tonight, the very British, the very English, Tony Five. Tony and I are going to talk about how we first met. It's kind of a fun story. So let's jump into whatever the hell this show is.
1: Let One go, you say, let, one, let go. one rip, let one go, let one rip. Okay, no. so you say rip, but it's got to be in the full context of let one rip. If you say you rip something, it's like torn my jacket or something.
0: Okay, you have to let one rip, you don't just say, I ripped one.
1: No, 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 ripped one, but uh, no one will know what do you're you say about. toot. No, far blow, what a poot, like P double O no. T. You don't say no, poot. no my mum had a really weird way, she called it a punk, a punk, yeah, P o o n k oh yeah, it's probably the sound it makes punk
0: you won't say um take a shit you'll say do a shit
1: no i'm no mate i'm going to go and take a shit now you say take a shit uh, cuz yeah.
0: but you say do a poo you don't say take a poo
1: you do a poo you take a shit you drop a log you know, you, uh, what is it, you take the snake on a walk, um, yeah, loads of things.
0: Wow. So we've broken every rule, because when I was doing radio, everyone in my head, everyone like my boss, everyone around me, my, my producer would say, whenever you're talking to someone, it's three questions. Who are you talking to? Why should the audience care about them? And what does the audience need to know about the conversation right now to join in?
1: Right, let's open with
0: that then. We're already open, Tony. The show has started. Uh, really? When did the show start, dude? When I asked, <laughs> When I started talking about poop. Ah, oh, sorry. I, I was waiting for my theme song, David. Oh, your theme song. See, this is why this show is great. You know, it's just it—it's terrible, is what I'm talking no, about. This
1: is episode two, David. It's already gone downhill.
0: Well, we haven't answered any of the questions. Who
1: are you? Why do we care about you? And what does the audience need to know? So I am the legend, David. We're allowed to. So you were on national radio until you were unceremoniously sacked. yeah <laughs> should know so a brief history of me i'm tony five Uh, i'm david's uh, infrequent collaborator infrequent listener
0: i don't know how to introduce tell people about you but i usually say comedy partner
1: well that's fine i mean we're in a comedy partnership a civil partnership as you were no touching as we said um we met a few years ago do you want to tell people how we met yeah um i
0: i had a big dream of of being on the radio and not just doing a shitty podcast no one listened to um no no irony intended there and I was doing you know, it in the window of a coffee shop I had a guest across from me at a table a bunch of lights on me and people on the street could hear the show through speakers even better there was a phone mounted outside on the glass that's correct so you walked by you saw the call and number you did you pick up the phone i don't remember i can't
1: yes i saw you i was wondering what was going on and i think if i'm not mistaken i stalked you so i walked past the window three times first one backward and i was in a real shitty area it was kind of i'd walked from a place called the tenderloin which was where i saw it was like the zombie apocalypse this was
0: in san francisco and the tenderloin is yeah it's one of the worst areas of the united states i might say right
1: Oh, is it really? Okay, so, I mean, and then I it's got to be
0: up there. I, it, you know, I guess there's parts there's of Chicago, there's parts of Detroit, but the the tenderloin in San Francisco is definitely up there.
1: Well, I, know, I know, I'd never seen it. I'm from obviously, if you haven't heard my accent, I'm from London. Um, I'd gone there for work, and I was staying in the area. And how does, how does the tenderloin in SF compare to rough areas of uh, of London? oh god it's like Buckingham Palace compared to it <laughs> Jesus You're, I mean that area there were people taking shits in the street yeah. and other people observing them <laughs>
0: I mean there's a lot of injection drugs on the street I've walked through Ooh. plumes of uh, of crack smoke um, which is always fun it's that really plasticky
1: s- I know what crack smells
0: like and I obviously, wish I, I didn't don't, yeah.
1: I don't and, and where's it going I mean I'm from I wouldn't say a rough area like I can handle myself so I didn't it's, essentially feel scared but obviously you've got quite a gun culture so I was worried about getting shot or stabbed it's kind
0: of a weird pocket because it's not like the most dangerous to walk through because those people are out there all the time they're out
1: there and they're out their minds i mean like i don't think they recognized another human and what i found was the stranger thing there was obvious stolen goods on their on the floor yeah
0: like people who just see they went into a like a like a what do you call it we were talking about this before we started taping you call it a uh a chemist
1: yeah. But, they, you but call we it call it a, drug a, ph- store.
0: a drugstore pharmacy. But folks will go in, grab, you know, put in their jacket, a bunch of shampoos, colognes, whatever they can grab. And then on the street, it's just laid out on a blanket. Hey, you want to buy some toothpaste?
1: Yeah. yeah. And it was just so surreal thinking. And I was thinking, um, you know, if you were that way inclined, you could probably do your weekly shop there and save a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> But but anyway,
0: I I once was in that area and this woman in a red suburban, like with the with the shiny rims, but the actual suburban itself was like all run down. She's like, come over here, sweetheart. And she was like friendly seeming. So I, I walked over. She's like. You play guitar? And I had just bought my pedal steel guitar. I'm like, yeah. Right. She's like, look at this stuff. And she like sort of like gestured to her backseat. It was like a wonderful amplifier, all these guitar effects pedals. It was like someone was unloading their rig for a concert and they just grabbed all of it. And it was nice high-end stuff, the kind of stuff that like a touring musician would have. And she's like, she's like $50 for one of those, $100 (laughs) for the amplifier. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is really nice stuff. About half of this I want, I would use use um yep. it's like coveted it. anything i and i was like i was debating it and i'm like i can't good conscious buy this stuff oh my god you're such a pussy you know some poor fucker some poor fucker had his like rig stolen and I'm like, it's but it's not- the circle of life. That's
1: what uh, like the Lion King was about, David.
0: <laughs> so I, j- I just said to her, no. But I, j- I, just, I felt, I was like, no, it's good stuff, though. You got good stuff. She's like, I know, I know, sweetie. She's like, how you-? long ago was this? <laughs> and then she's like, you handsome, you want me to call a friend of mine for a date? And I'm like, I'm good, and I walked away. <laughs> so and you know, she- <laughs> you're not handsome. So I mean, there Jesus. Is. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't buy the guitar effects, and I couldn't, I guess, sleep with a prostitute. All right, so you, you're from London. You're in San Francisco, comparing mm-hmm. it to. Uh, the Tenderloin to where you grew up, and you had walked from there to where I did my show, which is a nicer area, but still a rough area.
1: Yeah, I walked, I, I think, is it Mission? Mission, mission area, mission, right? yeah. mission, so I walked past it to go and get an ice cream, and then I walked back past, so I walked past you first, saw you guys, these two wallies in a window, talking to each other with a big light on, kind of ignored it, but heard the music, And then walked back and again i walked back quite slowly and and it looked probably creepy that this bald guy was kind of staring at you and then i thought you know what sod it i'm gonna go and talk to you so we we ended up chatting and it was quite funny and we had a kind of nice interaction and then i went back to my um airbnb where i was trying to i think i was staying with quite an attractive woman there and i was trying to you know play hide the sausage with her and i said oh you know i've met this dj and we called i called you up again and we spoke again and then somehow it turned out that every time you were on, I started calling you and you and your lovely girlfriend were uh, a little bit um scared of me. I think yeah, you I would call in.
0: I didn't know you. You just call every show and you tell my guests that you wanted to wear my face as a mask. you wanted to love me so much you wanted. Yeah, you want to love me so much, you want to kill me. It's just like, but I as the narcissist, was like, I know this is outrageous content, and I know my guests on the show will find it outrageous. And so I'm like, on the one hand, this guy might murder me. And on the other hand, it's good content. I'm he like, loves me. Yeah. I was <laughs> Somebody like, likes me. It's Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's why I didn't uh, block your number. And then from there, we became friends. And when I, you know, you became more and more active on my shows and stuff. Yeah. And then when I got this job that, uh, that is no longer at Bell Media in Canada, on, on the real Big Daddy radio, um, you, were, you were on every night. I was like, yeah. but, but before all that, I had met you in Los Angeles. Yeah, where you had uh, Anil Fisher. I, I did have some butt problems then. Yeah, I was I was
1: pooping blood. I was shitting blood. Yeah, anal fissure. I remember that. And I, I was, came uh, to your
0: house and your. Did la- she
1: play? Did she play Princess Leia? She did anal fissure. <laughs> She's dead. Right, so,
0: Sadly, she died of anal fissures.
1: Anal fissures. Yeah. So I mean, I remember thinking to myself, "Wow, this guy's." And I'd never met a Jewish guy before properly. What, what are you talking about? I didn't know you were Jewish. I'd never met. There's a real no Jew.
0: Jews in London.
1: I showed you the Jews. Do you remember we did that tour of London and I pointed yeah, out I know the Jewish people? <laughs> <laughs> I like was
0: so I was like, oh, you're just driving me through a religious Jewish neighborhood. I, yeah, I an understand.
1: Orthodox Jewish area. I mean, come on, you got the real good tour of London, didn't I, you, when you came to me? I did, I did.
0: When we, when you come to New York, I'm going to take you to parts of Williamsburg where it's like, it's like, it's like they may as well be Amish. I mean, it's really there's these like chicken. I don't know. It's not chicken wire, but there's like this wire. It's almost like LED string lights, and it's mm-hmm. sort of on the telephone poles and the electrical poles, and it sort of makes this. I don't know. One, two, three square mile. Like uh, square around this neighborhood and the folks are like supposed to stay in there and they speak Yiddish and Hebrew and they they have accents even though they grew up and were born in the United States. Um, Would they
1: welcome me if I sort of knocked their door and said hi?
0: I drove through there on my motorcycle and they looked at me like not only did I not belong but like the idea that I was Jewish was like no way like get out of our neighborhood what are you doing here
1: yeah 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 i see i i you know what i'm like so people that don't know me i'm very friendly i talk to anyone and i like people i mean that's one of the things i like so i would genuinely be a bit upset that they would i would well, love to talk to them some
0: of the sex are friendly to strangers some of the sex are pretty insular like uh, i don't want to have
1: sex with them <laughs> s-e-c-t sect oh okay carry on
0: um so that's how we met uh what are we oh we want the differences between uk and american culture is how we got started oh
1: yes because when you came to me it was a it was a real clash of cultures wasn't it well, david
0: you, you took me to a turkish restaurant and i'm like what do you call the
1: pavement <laughs> <laughs> i said it was pavement and you called it a sidewalk
0: uh yeah and i'm like okay but the part with the road what do you call, we that? call it a road and then, and you, then
1: ca- you called it paving do you call the sidewalk the curb no the curb is the edge between the pavement and the road this is absolutely award-winning content i mean joe rogan should be shitting himself right now bro joking. Carry on david uh
0: well okay well you said to before we started you're like do you know how happy i am
1: oh man like you wouldn't know i mean we have at least one fan i mean the other one did probably commit suicide but we've definitely got at least one fan who's been waiting for our collaboration to start um and yeah i love this i love chatting crap to you on the radio we can see each other um we've really not spoken about that ridiculous mustache you've grown I don't um, have a... It's just an overgrown beard. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, because that does look ridiculous. You uh, do look like some sort of You know, I shave my best.
0: mustache at a, at a closer trim or whatever you call it with the shaver, like the little plunger yeah. on the shaver that makes the blade yep. go closer or further away from the yeah, electrical yeah. part. I have to shave my mustache like close to the blade and then the rest of my face far away from the blade so it's all matched because my mustache grows in faster... Then the rest of my beard.
1: Then the rest of it. Do you shave like your hairy parts of your body, your bum sack, crack, balls? I,
0: uh I trim my pubic hair above my my peanut. My um I trim the hair around my balls and sphincter just with those like grooming
1: scissors. So you have to scissor your, your anal hair.
0: Yeah, it gets too long. If it's too wow. long the poo gets stuck in there. <laughs> That's
1: fucking ridiculous. And then it, it,
0: like it hurts. But uh but then the armpits I use a trimmer on.
1: You're like a dog. Dogs get that when they yeah. shit I use a the number
0: ad- three on the armpits, and then I use, like, yeah. a number two on the chest. But the reason I say shave my chest is not for looks. I get skin fungus, and it's very hard to get the treatment cream <laughs> on my so chest. So attractive,
1: David. <laughs> um, I mean, you're so attractive. Anal hair and skin fungus, that should be your Tinder title. But carry on.
0: Who are you? Why do I care about you? <laughs> what do people need to know to join into the conversation right now? So we met on the street. Uh, I don't know, around that time and still now, the idea that you could get into these like relationships spontaneously with strangers, whether it's a guest you don't know who then becomes a friend, whether it's a caller, mm-hmm. uh, I just found so powerful about the medium and when we were doing that show, uh, that radio show for Bell, we we like, I feel like we were in a relationship with some of our callers and we like oh, abandoned them very suddenly, you know? I
1: know. And it, I did genuinely feel quite heartbroken about that because we kind of sprung it on them like the next day or whatever that was going to be a the last show. We had so many calls that day. It was absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, that was so strange. Like The amount of nights we just begged for calls um, and no one called. And then the last night when we announced it's our last show, it was like nonstop for of like
1: three it, hours. It was- and I hope that if, if you were a listener or, or you're a new listener, that, you know, get in touch with David and, you know, we'd bring you on. I think one of the joys of this is that between us together, we're god awful, as you can probably hear. But when we've got somebody we can talk to, it's great, you know, and, and you know, we can uh, we can record with you and play it and just ask us questions. You know, I'm from London. Um, ask us if we have uh, water, telly tea bags, like my mum did. You know, we can we can cross the cultural divide, people. Don't let Trump stop us. Well,
0: there there is an idea that I have for the show uh, that I, I hope to sort of develop in a few weeks but this idea of an interactive component and I still don't know quite how it works right like mm-hmm. do we tell certain people in advance hey here's a time when you can call a number do we like hey here's an email address you can send us something david at jew.pizza I think you have tony at jew.pizza you just don't use it I
1: think you've said it up. and now that we're not on a broadcastable radio station we can reward people with some of our wonderful prizes that we've spoken about in the past David oh yeah um, mouth scraper. see yeah we couldn't do that before
0: my former, I guess our former employer didn't let us send out shit, which is because you always wanted to send listeners gifts. Postcards. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so if anybody listening and they contribute to the show, even a couple of minutes, I will commit to sending you a postcard from the UK. That's my promise. So what's to the you. ask?
0: Like prompts for us to respond to little recordings of yourself just recorded on your phone, send it shit like that.
1: Yeah, just send us shit like that, maybe ask us a couple of questions that we'll answer on the next podcast. Um you can, you know, if you're good, we can uh, invite you to the show and maybe record with you a little bit. Um, um and yeah, just just tell us about yourself or maybe we can play like a pass the parcel. So with one call you give us another number, or we call them up and tell them that they've given you Aslanma and we'll talk to them. And we will carry on until we catch the whole population of the world.
0: Okay, so a few things I want to cover before we uh, we end this in the next around 15 20 minutes. Uh we're- Mentioned callers to that that overnight show that we were doing. There was one in particular that I think about a lot, and I've heard recently that he's called shows um, like in the past few weeks. So he's not dead. Oh, but there was this okay. one caller named Mike. What do people need to know <gasps> about Mike before if they right, have no so idea? A, wow. Yeah, um, okay, so we're doing a radio show. He's a regular caller. Lived in Windsor, Ontario, on the border of Canada and in the U.S., like a Detroit. And uh, he often called drunk. He struggled with drinking. Um, He once called drunk and confessed to having a crush on his niece, which was pretty yep. creepy. But beside all that, I, I felt like he really felt like we were there keeping him company.
1: Oh, God, yeah. I mean, and one of the things of doing the, and you didn't mention it, was the overnight show, that was the demographic you were going for, um, is that you had a lot of people, they were kind of wandering souls who found us. Yeah. You know, people that couldn't sleep, insomniacs, people that were recovering from illnesses, late night workers, and, and people like Mike who, who struggled with life and what was quite nice is that he it started off as just an odd phone call and then we we really started to get to know him and we'd ask him how his weekend was going how his sobriety was going um and he felt i i I felt that we'd built a a, just a beautiful relationship with this guy and i felt that when we left we'd really let him down so me and you have spoken a few times and said you know i wonder how he is I,
0: i did i did i did feel like we abandoned him
1: I know. And I felt really guilty as well, because I really like and we didn't take any forwarding details or numbers or anything that we could have texted. And he wasn't really the sort of guy that would be on social media or anything like that.
0: So we did send an email. Uh, I, he gave our producer his email address. So I said, hey, Mike in Windsor, I hope you're well. How you been doing without our show? And he said, David, it sucks. The overnight show was awesome. They just have reruns. Eh, you know what? This isn't that interesting. He gave me his cell phone
1: number, though. So maybe maybe one of the shows we could possibly call him up and say, hey, this is this is Tony and David. We haven't forgotten you. And it will be kind of an emotional reunion. Do you have those shows where, like, the Marines come back from like from being on tour and they meet their child and they cry and then it goes viral and everybody cries? I love that idea.
0: I love that idea. Okay, there's the interactive component of the show. Rather than people
1: calling us, we call them i i think what we should do david is each time i'm on the show we have a random list of numbers from anywhere you bring five i bring five and these could be numbers from like adverts or whatever and we just call them up love it all right and we speak to them
0: that's one thing i wanted to cover um you were mentioning like uh people being sort of lost souls listening to that show i kind of like identified with that a lot and that was so nice It, it, it like early on in my radio career someone's like what are you trying to say and it's like I gave that question a lot of thought and I don't quite have a hundred percent answer but it's like I'm lonely I'm uncomfortable in my own skin no matter how many people are around I still feel lonely but like it's okay and us lonely souls are like there together I I thought that was like my best answer to the question does that make any sense
1: it does and I think when I first started this show with you, like doing it properly with you and making it like a commitment. We it, originally it was kind of as and when, and I would go and I would go and work somewhere and would call in with random people. When it became more of a, a something stable, I guess I didn't know what I wanted from it, and then I realised it was sending my voice out into the void knowing that there may be somebody there listening and it may identify with them and they may recognize my voice and and feel some sort of solace and companionship and i love that i absolutely love that and i see why i could never understand your love for the medium i'll be honest with you um i i'm from the generator you know i thought everybody wants to be a tv star and you know make money and we did this for nothing i mean we get fuck all for this but it was beautiful in as much as you know there might be and then some people called us up and said oh my god we love you guys and it was like the most amazing feeling to hear a random stranger from the other side of the world in a five hour different time zone to say you know even to hear them say oh, i love you david you know i love your interaction with whoever guest he had and he said oh and i miss tony five and it, i just found it amazing maybe it appealed to the narcissistic side in me but actually it was more of a compassionate side to be fair i i love that we were you know there was one lady i remember david she had cancer right
0: yeah yeah she had terminal cancer and she's, she had like, terminal she's like i can't cancer. sleep my chemo keeps me up and she's like you guys keep me company at night
1: and it was it was heartbreaking, but also heartwarming. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. At, at the same time, you know, and we've we've had so many ridiculous guests. We've had my mum in the background. We've had your mum, you know, talking to you about stuff and people, I guess, got to know us. And I've I've actually made some, you know, some long term friends from people that I've, you know, I still speak to now, you know. Yeah, it's
0: it's for me about connecting with people, and you can often forget about that. Like, there's a distraction. What am I going to talk about tonight? Oh, I got to do the job. Like, the show's ending. Uh, They're not running enough commercials. Like, there's all these dysfunctional worries. Um, but when I'm actually doing the work, it's like so fun to feel like I'm connecting with people. And I remember five, six, seven years ago when I was doing that hobbyist show. When we met, there were nights where I oh, I was pretty confident we had like one listener, a guy named Vic. Uh, and I got in a bit of I, Vic actually, and I got in a bit of a falling out four or five years ago. But he was the one guy who listened to my show from the very beginning. He was a friend of the first guest I ever had on the show, and he right. listened to every show. And I knew he was there every night. He'd send me a note about the show and I remember and
1: the message right he'd send you a message he sent me and stuff messages like that,
0: right? and shit like that and I just remember like crying in my therapist office being like the thought that I've connected with one person mm-hmm. was like so moving to me and I'm like it's it's that's all I need to motivate me because when you're a beginner at shit and you're just starting out like no one knows who you are and it can be a, li- a little mortifying it can be a embarrassing uh and to know that there was one person there for me was was such a wonderful thing and every time I find out there's one more person it's like such a blessing and it never gets old
1: exactly and i think it's so competitive to what people think is social media it's not social at all instagram twitter it's not your i don't think it's social i think tv is not social i think this is social i think you're speaking to someone you know and it's going right into their ear and we as we talk we're talking to you if you're listening we're not talking to everybody we're talking to you and you know we like you we appreciate even if you give us 30 seconds and put on a better podcast that 30 seconds means a lot to us. You know, we love it, and it's, it's great, you know? All right.
0: Without further ado, the differences between American English and British English. Brought to you by a conversation about pavement, Tony. Uh, yeah. What do you, the word mad, what does that mean to you?
1: Angry or crazy. Oh, I thought you meant, oh, yeah. For us, it's just angry. Okay, so mad can be, it was the old colloquial term for someone who was insane or psychiatrically unstable. Bill. I mean, your former ex-president, Clinton?
0: No, you call it a banknote. We call it a bill, like a $20 oh, yeah, bill. Yeah,
1: banknote. Oh, no, no, no. We don't call it a 20-pound bill. No, a bill is is what you get from, like, your mobile phone or your uh, gas company or electricity, like a statement for... You know, now,
0: dollar, dollar bills. um What about a cookie? What is that even a word that you use? Biscuit. You, do you even? Would you ever say cookie?
1: Yeah, because there are companies like we're very. Uh, unfortunately, England is very butt fucked by America, so we do have like cookie shops and you know Shake Shack and places like All that. All right, in
0: the rear of the car, you open it up, you put in your stuff, or if it's a Porsche, the front of the car. What do you call that? Boot. Yeah, it's the trunk, isn't it?
1: yeah it's ridiculous what an elephant has carry on
0: what about like uh idioms like uh like like blue you're your, an idiot like blue your cookies you ever heard that one lost your cookies uh, what, are they hot throw it, they hot?
1: throwing it up yeah throwing up oh oh throwing up is that what they call it no no like i know the american like blowing chunks but you just call it vom or vomiting or what
0: about kick the bucket chewing. you have that one kick the bucket
1: that's death in american english or british in british english if you kick the bucket you've died
0: yeah, everything's just a little bit, a little bit different there. What about chips? I mean, that's a classic one.
1: Well, that's annoying because obviously chips are what we call the the fried potato version, right? But again, chips would be only from a chip shop, which are the chunkier, bigger versions. We call French fries the thinner ones that you get from like McDonald's.
0: Oh, I like McDonald's. Mm.
1: Did you know um, this is hot off the press today that there's a, a hot topic that um vegans and vegetarians are are finding it difficult to mate with other people so they are now going to be a tinder based on dietary requirements david is this a big setup for a punchline here no oh it's just real (laughs) it's just real it's i know it's insane it's just real so um what people have said is that it's too hard for like vegans and vegetarians to date a carnivore because cooking two meals going on dates and restaurants so they've uh, God knows everybody seems to be complaining in the world David every fucker's got a problem and uh, needs to impose their problem on everybody else and so now they want to create I think they might have created or I didn't hear the whole of the story but basically it's about having a Tinder essentially or a Bumble for um, people with specific dietary requirements maybe we should create them
0: for the two people that listen we should create an app for the two people that listen to the show and we can connect them and
1: And try and set them up yeah I think as long as I'm able to watch them have sex that's all that matters that's all that matters
0: and with is that, that weird that's not weird to me depending on the per i mean okay. i watch people have sex uh, i've watched a pornograph have you uh, once or twice tony i'm willing did it to have imagine. audio it did yeah 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 i i i, don't know. Yeah. I don't know i don't know now pornography Ectopic. you're not
1: into porn are you
0: no i am i just I, I get so gross on most of it you know and then you see one where you're like oh this might not be gross and then you play and you're like oh disgusting
1: Are you one of the ones that like flick through everything on Pornhub and can't, you can't find like, are you looking always for the perfect video?
0: Yeah, that might be me. You know, it's a real trap when your girlfriend or boyfriend, I suppose, maybe not boyfriend because men are disgusting, but it's a real trap when your girlfriend's like, hey, I'll watch pornography with you. Um, because you're like, oh great, this is gonna go great. And then yeah. and, and then you start watching with them and they realize how good you are at it. Like you know everywhere to click, you go to right the right moment in every video, boom, yeah. boom, boom. And it's like she's sitting there and she's appalled by how so if you ever get offered to watch pornography with someone, you have to pretend like, how do I do it? I'm gonna go oh, to Google. What Google. Website should I go? Yeah. Should I just go on
1: Google and type in porn? Is that yeah. what you do? That, you yeah. have to have to fake it. You have to lie and you have to be like porn. And then the problem is when you go to the address bar and type P. A list of the websites come up Mm -hmm. and it's just like, yeah, you've been here every day for the last 10 years.
0: Tony, I'm looking forward to doing more of these shows with you, my friend. Uh, And with that, I leave you.
1: David, it's been a pleasure to be in the inaugural Virgin Breaking uh, podcast. Maybe we'll look at this in 10 years and see how awful we were. And uh, we'll probably be on the Jay Leno show or one of those shows and and they'll be talking about us. Conan, David Letterman, one of those ones. I would like that.
0: I think that might be like my future goal that I was never willing to admit to myself like I would love to be on late night TV but I just from where I am now to there is just such an infinite
1: expanse it's like I don't even know how to David as Robin Hood Prince of Thieves said if you build it it will come yeah Tony great pleasure